Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Treat others as you would like to be treated. And that is the golden rule. Author, probably unknown. So my guest today is Andrew Helmich, and I'm super excited to have him on my show again. Before we get started, I want to just give out my shameless plug for my coaching. If you want 2021 to be your best year yet, then go to lucydumascoaching.com, Lucy with an I, and send me a message and we can talk. No big whoop, we'll just talk. <laughs> That's from uh, Andrew. Do you know what that was from? Saturday Night Live sketch? I don't know it, but I, but I like the sound of it. Coffee talk. We'll talk. No big whoop. <laughs> so the amazing Andrew is an Australian-based wedding and portrait photographer who's been in business for over 20 years. He's recognized as a master photographer by the AIPP, and he hosts a number one photography business podcast, Photo Biz X. Well, I'm going to chase you, though, for that, <laughs> but, but I think it's probably true. Um, it's an interview-based weekly podcast where he, like me, has photographers and other experts revealing their marketing, advertising, pricing, and business secrets in detail. So, Andrew, welcome. It's so great to have you on my show again. Thanks, Lucy. It's great to be back. Yeah. So I think since we talked, uh, I've added maybe 30,000 downloads, which for me, uh, you know, a little step at a time, that's pretty exciting. And to be in 65 countries. So, um, and your episode last time was super popular. So I know people will be thrilled to have you again today. And that's, so, that's lovely to hear. Yeah. And, I, and I wouldn't say 30,000 is a small step. That's, a, that's amazing. That's fantastic. I, it, it's amazing to me to like think about if, if I was going to, um, let's say you have a day-long program with guests, it would, with 30,000 people, it would fill up a stadium. So, yeah. Incredible. It just, you know, I imagine you have that heart for supporting others. I do. I love it. I, I mean, that's... Yes. Like and that quote that you attributed to, to unknown, that uh, uh, yeah, treat, treating other people as you like to be treated. That's, yeah, I think if you can live life like that, it's going to be a great life. Yes. So for people who didn't listen to our episode last time and haven't heard of the great and powerful Andrew Hummich, <laughs> um, can you tell just a little about your background so people know how the heck you became you? Yeah, sure. I, I Like you said, I've been a photographer for over 20 years. Uh, I live on the east coast of Australia, just near Sydney, and got into photography because I, I loved it. I used to photograph for fishing magazines. That's how I first got into photography. Uh, I then uh, had a friend who was photographing weddings. I went out to assist him, fell in love with that and couldn't believe it, it was possible to make a living as a photographer. And that was just when digital, when I started shooting film, but digital came in shortly afterwards. I adopted that. And um, yeah, it's just been fantastic ever since. Um, we built up a business. We moved to an on-street studio, my wife and I. We, we opened a second studio. Uh, 
we had associate shooters. We still do. And um, yeah, look, I, I just love what I get to do. And uh, the idea of a podcast came up, you know, I guess six or seven years ago now. And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be great to, to have the kind of content, this kind of content that I'm recording now, I would have loved to have had that available to me when I was growing my business because I just, you just don't know what you don't know. And uh, I thought that with the popularity of podcasts and um, the, the difficulty in getting to so many conferences that are on around the world, I thought this, is, this would be a perfect medium. And um, yeah, I've never looked back since and still love photography, still love the podcast and um, love, love the life that I've created for myself. Yeah. Um, and you're a mentor to me. So thank you very much for you know, cheering me on with what, what I'm about with my show. It's my pleasure. You've come so far too, Lucy. I mean, I remember you talking about kicking off the podcast back in the day and, and look at you now, like (laughs) (laughs) in however many countries and so many thousands of downloads. It's so good. Yes. Well, best of all, I've gotten to have these conversations with people that I've known for a long time or new friends and I get to learn and grow and share it with everybody else and be more valuable as a coach. So I had no idea when I, when I answered the call in my heart to do this, the treasure and the riches of having uh, one-on-one conversations with brilliant humans. So one of the topics that we wanted to talk about today, I'm really excited about is how we can use video in our businesses. So can you share a little about like the why and the what of video in business? Absolutely. Yeah. I think for, for most photographers, and this would include any listener to the podcast, once, once we get in front of a client, it doesn't matter whether you're a wedding or a portrait photographer, a pet or a boudoir photographer, once you get in front of a client and uh, start discussing photography and you get to um, see each other's personalities, they get to see your smile, uh, they, they see that you're a great person, that you love what you do, that you're passionate about photography and them as a client then we, we tend to book them. Like that, that's how it works in most cases. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like that for me through my business. You know, anytime I met with a couple, I generally booked them because we connected. So video is just a, a, an easy way to shortcut that process where you don't need to get the couple in front of you. Uh, we can actually make an impact, make a connection so much more quickly by utilizing video. And that doesn't matter, you know, whether it's via email replies, whether it's in advertising on your social media profiles, on your website. I mean, there's so many ways to utilize video and make that connection more quickly than actually getting someone in front of you. So the quicker you can do that, the more likely you are to make more bookings and and make more connections and have a more profitable business. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) So do you need fancy equipment and a director and editing and all that stuff? Absolutely not. No, look, really, and what we'll be talking about today, Lucy, if we go into into depth on video a little bit more, all you need is a phone. You you don't even need your SLR or your mirrorless camera. Uh, A phone is enough. The the quality of video from the phones these days is so good. Uh, The audio is pretty good. And, and I can give you a couple of ideas or you listen to a couple of ideas on, on how to improve the audio. Um, but yeah, that's all you need, a phone. Wow. Um, before it slips my mind, I have heard here and there in the wind that doing short video commercials on YouTube channels for people that are, well, I, so I know it's recommended for people who 
or in the education business. Do you know people using that in their area doing, doing YouTube, you know, very targeted. It's funny you bring up YouTube already because I, look, I don't run any ads on YouTube. I do know like you, that it, that it can be successful for coaches and trying to get in front of people that are looking for coaching. Um, I have never used it to get in front of clients, but I've used YouTube to book a number of weddings and this is, this is super. Do you want me to go into the, the tactic that I use that works? Absolutely. Okay. So I, I interviewed uh, a guest years ago and he suggested that I, to, to, to position myself as a local expert, go and record some video in one of the most popular areas in my local area for wedding photography. So there's a place called Terrigal Haven, which is a, like a little mini boat Harbor near where I live. And like there's a huge percentage of wedding couples that go there for their photos on the wedding day. So I went down there and recorded a little video about each of the little spots around the Haven. And this was done with my phone an old iPhone, the days that I did this. And it was, they're horrible. (laughs) (laughs) When you, if you even Google today, Terrigal Haven wedding photography, my YouTube videos will come up on the very first page of Google. And what happened was there was people coming from overseas to, to Terrigal, back home to get married. They will Google Terrigal Haven wedding photography. My videos would come up. They'd see my smiling face. They'd see that I knew this area intimately, that I knew the best places to go when it was windy, when it was, uh, when it was super sunny outside, where to go if it was raining, which reception venues were the best in the local area near the Haven. So I just recorded all these little videos ah. and positioned myself as the expert and got bookings as a result. And they, these videos were all recorded in one afternoon with my son holding the phone. And uh, they were literally, you know, five, five minute videos each on each little section. You can still see them today. I'm, I'm horribly embarrassed about them, <laughs> but they work. So uh, let me see if I have this right. So there's an area in La Jolla, California, where there is a, a Catholic church, no, Episcopal church, a um, a women's club that is a very popular wedding venue. There's another church all just within a block and a half. There's a cove. There's probably, there is a Catholic church. So La Jolla is a very popular place. So I would record about La Jolla, maybe go to each venue and say, this church is great for this. And this is a good location for that. And if you want an outdoor then I go to the cove and say, you know, this has this. So, so that then people would be looking for wedding venues in La Jolla, which is where my ideal clients are often booking, you know, their, their weddings and then post that on YouTube, just on my own channel. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. So what what you want to do here though, is, is make a series of videos. So just one video, one on the church, one on each of the churches, um, there could be at this cove, you might have three or four or five different spots that you use, depending on the wind direction, the time of day, the time of year, because what you're doing, if you, if you explain to the client or, or in the video, why you're going to choose this spot, if it's blowing, uh, if it's blowing from the South, it's because you've got protection from the wind, the sand won't be in your eyes. You've got a great background. The lighting's going to be more soft. Uh, it's going to be more flattering. So by doing all that, the person seeing the video says, wow, like Lucy is the photographer that knows this spot back to front. 
she's mm. going to make us look great. Like she, she's intimately uh, knowledgeable about this location. Uh, so, and the good thing about having the series of videos is every time you create a video, you have an area on YouTube to have a description. And in that description, you can have links back to your website. So it could be to your pricing page, to your information page, to your gallery on, or, or a blog post on that specific topic. And you're creating this network or, or this web of links back to your website, positioning yourself as the La, uh, the La Jolla expert. Mm. And because, because YouTube is such a big search engine on its own, that Google, Google will show uh, links or, or um, little video thumbnails of yours you know, on the first page of Google which means it's, it's going to be a lot less competitive. So let's say that there's 20 photographers in your area all trying to write blog posts about your area. Everyone's fighting to get the most links, the most information, the best blog posts on the area. They're all fighting for the same thing. No one's putting anything on YouTube. You go on YouTube and do it and you trump everyone else because Google mm. will show your videos at the top of the page if you have enough and you have enough authority. What I love about that also is that then when they click on it, they're, they're getting to know me some. So that helps separate me from the pack. Absolutely. So what, exactly. what I find in my community is that trying to bump up SEO has not that much value for me because if you Google photographers, children's photographers in San Diego, there are so many and most of them are cheap and put their prices on there and everything. So standing out from that group, even if my ideal client is, has clicked on me, it's hard to get them to understand why I, they might want to call me and book me when my price is maybe 10 times or more what, you know, some cheap and cheerful people post. So yeah. Now, so are you, Next, going to say, and Lucy, if you put a video on that website, that would help with that. Is that, am I reading your mind? Well, <laughs> so when I post to YouTube, what I, what I suggest to listeners is it doesn't matter if you have no videos on your YouTube. It doesn't matter if you don't have a YouTube channel at this stage, you just start one. It's free. Right. And you start posting to YouTube. And it doesn't matter if you start with one video, and it doesn't matter if, you know, one or two or no people see it in the beginning because you just have to start somewhere. Yes. And then what, what I would do is you want to have a detailed description using a link, using that and make sure you have the, the HTTPS prefix. So it actually becomes a hyperlink back to your website. Mm-hmm. And then what I would do is embed the link, the YouTube link into a blog post on my website mm. and, and just change the description a little bit. So you have a blog post with text because Google likes text as well. And what happens is you, you then have some content on your website about the local area, plus you have the YouTube video pointing back to the, the website. So you're be, becoming an authority on your local area by Got doing it. it. Got it. So my question, um, and thank you for that extra info, is do you think that having a video on your website also helps separate you from Sorry, yes. From the masses, but yes. you had more good stuff to say on that, so I'm glad <laughs> glad we got to that. Yeah, look, I, I would absolutely say yes, yes. So if, like I said, if you, if you connect with your couples, and, and we all do, if we're in business as photographers, 
there's something about us that our clients are drawn to mm-hmm. and it's usually our personality and, and the way we see things. So you can, you can use video in a few places on your website. You can certainly have it on your about page and it doesn't have to be long and it doesn't have to only be about you. It can be about your client, but it's just a way for the client to make a better and more, a better and stronger connection when they see who they're actually talking to. You're not just a faceless person on a website. Right. And uh, another place or another couple of places you can use video on your website is if um, someone fills out your contact form, generally they're redirected to a thank you page or, you know, you know, congratulations, your message has been sent. You could leave a quick video there uh, just saying, Hey, thanks. You know, I'll be uh, on the lookout for your email. Expect to reply from me in the next 48 hours or, you know, whatever. But again, it's your smiling face. You know, if you're a pet photographer, you have your dog there on your lap and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and show a bit of your personality. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Andrew, that, that has me thinking of um, something when you talk about the importance of personality, there was a book that I read about in the paper this week that's called um, something like survival of the friendliness, the friendliest. And they said, Darwin's theory of survival of the fittest, it's not really that it, this might've been in the business section. So it was directed, but, but really in business, it's survival of the friendliest. So I love that you are sharing the importance of different ways for people to get to know more about us and putting the exclamation point on the fact that one of the best ways to get bookings is to make that connection. And, and yeah, so I I love how this is one more, one more way to let people know that we're cool. (laughs) (laughs) So what other uses for videos? Well, I, I think one of the biggest fears people have about the idea of video is, is getting on video and then having you know lots of people see your video, particularly when you're starting. So, so my advice for anyone looking to dabble or try video for the first time is to use it as an email reply. So you get an mm. inquiry, uh, use the video, record a video as your reply. Now, you don't need to answer every question or you don't need to have a, a big detailed video reply. You could still have some copy in your email, but again, it's a way for you to make a connection. So uh, if, if the listener is a, a portrait photographer and there's an inquiry from a mum, you know, with a couple of kids, and she's looking at booking a family, for, uh, a family session, you could, you could reply, hey, Julie, just saw your email. I'm so excited. Your family sounds lovely. And, um, you know, you, you're looking, it sounds like you're looking for some uh, photos in the winter time, which is amazing. So many people don't realize how much fun winter photo shoots can be and how timeless the, you know, the images will be once we create some wall art for you, something like that. Uh, and then you can have some more information in copy, but it's, mm-hmm. a, again, it's just a chance for you to get your face and your personality across to the person making the inquiry. And the, and the really, the real beauty of all this is no other photographers are doing this or very right. few. So you're going to stand out right from the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it because that's one of the big challenges. I'm going to put this in bold on my notes so I can tell all my coaching clients tomorrow. <laughs> um, one of the big challenges is to get people to call you back or if you're doing some kind of like a, Facebook ad that's the model call 
style and your, or let's say you did a, a drawing and you're calling the winners, getting them to pick up the phone or getting them to call back can be a challenge. So I can see how, yes, trying the, the call, but also sending an email with the video, how powerful that could be and how much that might compel them to go ahead and really start that, that one-on-one relationship. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So any other hot uh, places to use video? Well, there's a, there's a couple of tricks with the email. So okay. because, because what we don't want to do is send e- uh, you know, big video files in an email. So you, you, want, you really want to use another service. So you're just sending a link. Um, so the, the free one, if people want to try this, is Loom, which is a, a L-O-O-M. It's a Chrome plugin, a Google Chrome plugin. And you can just use the webcam on your, on your computer if you have one. Um, and you, you record your message on Loom. And once you finish recording, if you're happy with the recording, Loom will give you a link. And that's the link that you then send in your email. And you would say, hey, Julie, just recorded a quick video uh, reply for you. Uh, click the link to see the video. And then you would also have your extra copy in there as well. So you're not relying purely on the video. So that's the easiest way to get started with video in email. Okay. But if someone wants to take it a step further, there's, there's other services. Uh, one's called Bonjoro. Um, there's a free trial for that. that. And that makes it easy then to use your mobile phone to record these video messages. Yeah, is it and, like the French word bonjour with an O? Yeah, B-O-N-J-O-R-O. Okay. Bonjoro. Um, so with, when you, with the free trial, it has their branding on it, but it's fun. It's, 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 uh, it's teddy bears and things like that. So it's, um, it still looks fun. It still works great. It's, it's worth trying before you invest in video. And then my favorite is a service called BombBomb, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B. It's a little bit more expensive. So you have to weigh up, you know, whether you're getting the results that you want to before you invest in something like BombBomb. But the beauty of BombBomb is when I send an email, a video email to someone, anyone, it embeds a, a GIF in the, in the email and they can actually see that it's my smiling face and I'm waving. And what I'll be doing is I hold up a little whiteboard with the client's name on there. So they know, so Julie will know this is a personal video recorded for her because I'm holding up a little whiteboard that says, Hey Julie. And there's me in the gift, just waving, holding up the sign. So she'll click on that and then see the (laughs) video. Really cool. I'm trying to get that down because that is great. So um, (laughs) with their name. Okay. So what I'll do, what I can do, if you like, Lucy, is, is send you an email um, showing exactly that that you can use in the show notes if you want to. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Good, good. So how else can we use video? Oh, wise one. <laughs> well, there's, there's a couple of other ways. Um, we talked about on your website, you can certainly use video uh, as ads on your social media. So whether that Instagram or Facebook ads. Uh, it works well there. Again, you can use those same videos that we talked about earlier where you're positioning yourself as an expert. You can use them to send retargeting ads. So someone's been to your website, you have the Facebook pixel on your website, and then you can send uh, another ad to that visitor and it can be a video of you. You know, hey, it looks like you're interested in some family photography. I know uh, La Jolla extremely well. That's where I've spent the last 20 years photographing families. Here's a link to my portfolio, you know, something like that. Um, so, they, I mean, they're pretty obvious ways to use video. But one of, the, one of the little things 
that no one else is doing that I've seen is recording testimonials for other vendors that you would like to be working with. Oh, so, wait. Okay. Yeah. So let my brain around that a minute. <laughs> so record testimonials. Yeah. For vendors that you that would I like to work with. Yes. 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 Or that you have worked with that you love and you'd like to build a, a, a more lasting relationship. Yeah. With to, uh, you want to, um, yeah, build that relationship so you can get, refer, you know, attract referrals from them. And you obviously you're doing this because you love what they do and, and the way they look after their clients too. So for an example, let's say you're a, um, let's say a wedding photographer and you, you want to be working with a particular makeup artist more regularly because she or he are fantastic at what they do. So I would, I would, if I've worked with them once, I would record a testimonial saying how wonderful they are. The, the, the makeup mm. they for your client was like you've never seen before. They were on time. They, they made the eyes absolutely pop while the makeup looks so natural, which are the things that all the girls want. And um, you, you would love to work with her again because she was absolutely amazing. So let's say you record that testimonial, you post it to your Facebook page or your Instagram or your stories. You would tag that makeup artist in there. And there is no doubt that she will love you from that day onwards because yeah. who doesn't love to hear lovely things about themselves? And you will never, ever be forgotten. Anytime she thinks of a photographer, she'll be thinking of you. And that is the perfect way to solidify or, or start a fantastic relationship with another vendor. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy and it's just being nice. <laughs> I know. Well, when I did weddings exclusively or 90% of my work, I was really good at giving shout outs to vendors, referring, building relationships, having kind of eventually my own community where I could go to a wedding and every vendor was my friend and this would have been such the perfect add-on to that because I would always call them if I worked with somebody that I enjoyed. I would call them. I would send them photographs in a folio that stood up so they didn't just tuck it away in a drawer somewhere. And I would refer them no. quickly, several times. I refer, when, a, when I get a call for a wedding, I will refer my favorite people even if I'm not doing the job. So this is just one more way to make it even more powerful. So yeah, yeah fantastic. Yeah, and you, and you can you know you can post that same testimonial onto your YouTube channel. You can create a blog post. You can mm -hmm. post it on socials. I would send the vendor a copy of that video as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah make the most out of it. And if so, like if you're a pet photographer, you could pop into a store, ask, "Is it okay if I make a little video about what I love about your store?" Or even standing out in front and say, I'm about to pop into, we have one called South Bark Dog Wash right around the corner because I live in South Park. So here I am and South Bark Dog Wash has been in my neighborhood for X amount of years and the owners are fantastic and I've washed my cat many times here and they always have the food that I love and, you know, just want to give a shout out. Perfect. So, like yeah. that. And, Absolutely. and you can so in store at home anywhere. And so then how can they not want to get to know you if they don't already? So it's an icebreaker. That, yeah. That, um, you know, it's so hard to like walk in a, a service and say, well, I'd really like to partner with your, let's say, 
4D sonogram company. Like, how do you get to know the owner? How do you figure out, you know, how do you build that relationship? And that is such a beautiful way to kind of break through the, you know, the challenge of building a connection with somebody where you can partner with them and you can support each other's businesses. So that's huge. Yeah. And so easy. It's just being nice. Just being nice. So are there some don'ts that you want to pass on about, like you've yeah. given a lot of dues. Are there any things to, yeah. to look out for? Be cautious. Well, about? Yeah. Like I might even wrap these dues in some don'ts, but in regards to actually um, recording video, uh, obviously you know, I'm talking to photographers right now. So we all understand lighting. So it's important to have nice lighting. Uh, on your face and the easiest way to do that is just face the window you know face and you know, have some open shade on your face or face window light and record there um and i would say as important as lighting is audio is just as if not more important so you want to have nice clear audio if you're going to be recording video so th- this is this can be a problem if you're recording outside and I'll come back to that if you want to Lucy, but it's, it's really nice to record outside mm-hmm. But if you're recording inside and you're using your phone. If it's in a nice quiet room and not echoey, just the phone's mic will be fine. Mm-hmm. If you want to take it up a notch, the cheapest, easiest way to take it to the next level is to use the earbud mic that came with your now you don't need to have the earbuds in you can just take the um the the cable the earbud cable up under your top and just have the microphone sticking out over your uh, the top of your shirt or your blouse Mm. and uh, or even have a clip there just like a lapel mic so that that will give you great audio you can certainly have your earbuds in but if you don't like that look just have the mic close by uh, and do it that way okay so you plug in your earbuds you clip it inside so it's not really showing and it's like a little just a little remote mic like yeah. any mic even though there's earbuds attached yeah they just don't need to use box. it that's right that's a hot tip yeah, yeah and that's a nice nice way to get clear audio now the the earbud mics are, are fantastic indoors they're they're a bit of a problem outdoors and you certainly can't have them the mic rubbing on your on your clothing because you'll get a scratchy sound so you need to make sure it's either secured or you're not moving around too much uh if if you want to go outside and record it you need to make sure it's not windy or you need to find a, a better solution so you need to use something like a windsock you know something to to reduce that wind noise mm. um, so the easiest way is to get out of the wind but if you want to again take it up a notch then you, you go to a better quality microphone that has a windsock that's going to prevent that wind, that hissing noise, which is horrible. No one's going to want to listen or watch a video with horrible audio. Unless you're a newscaster and you're standing in front of the hurricane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, it's blowing everywhere. And then psh, they get blown away. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I've seen some funny videos on that. So sorry, I digress. <laughs> so there are mics that have an actual wind reduction, wind roy. Wind yeah, noise reduction feature to it. There, there are. They're like a, a they call a fluffy cat or a dead cat. <laughs> it's a hor- horrible name, but they're a, a fluffy, fluffy device that just goes on over the top of the microphone. Ah, and look, oh, if, if, oh, an actual sock. Oh, yeah, I have one of those on my mic right now here. Yeah, I'm talking. Exactly. About. Yes, yeah. so similar ah, to that. I but the, the was ones- a dead cat, but I like it. 
<laughs> well, so the one you, I'm not sure the one you're using right now, cause I can't see you Lucy, but the, I've got a phone one on my mic that I'm talking on now. Yes. The ones to reduce wind are a real fluffy, hairy looking. They look oh. like a dead cat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've seen, seen, okay. I'll say that again. So yeah, I've seen that uh, now that I think about it in outdoor mics, yes. any other do's and don'ts or should we move on to uh, the next topic? Well, there is one of the, there's two, two big things that people new to video forget or, or I, I feel get wrong. Um, one of the biggest ones, uh, or one of the two, is not looking at the lens. So because, we, because we're recording on our phones or even if you're using a webcam, it's very easy to start looking at yourself on the phone screen instead, mm-hmm. of, instead of the actual lens. So it's very important to look at the lens because... If you're looking at the lens, it looks like you are talking to the viewer of the video. That's important. We want to make eye contact. Mm-hmm. So if, if you struggle with this, just put a post-it note over the, over the front of the phone, the lens, sorry, over the front of the phone, the screen with a little arrow pointing to the lens. So you talk to the lens. Okay. It's, it's tricky for some people when they start, but it becomes habit pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But you can still see the framing around the post-it note, but you're looking at the lens while you're recording. Right. Really important. I agree with that. I, I just had an idea that somebody could invent something that kind of clips right there that has yeah. a little, like a smiley face or even a little <laughs> mirror that you clip, yeah. clip above it if you're used to like smiling at yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the number two thing that people yeah, need to number- be cautioned about. Yeah, the number two thing is one that I'm passionate about is, is to make sure that you focus on talking to one person. So even if you're recording a YouTube video, um, let, let's stay with that. Let's say you're recording a YouTube video on your local area showing that you're the local expert. So even though 100, 1,000, 10 people might see this video, you're only ever talking to one person at a time. So because we're trying as a photographer to make a connection with a prospective client, we don't need to pretend that we're talking to a thousand people. We're only ever talking to one person at a time. So when you're talking on your video while you're recording, just focus on talking to one person because it's only ever going to be one person watching at a time. And, and it makes that connection so much stronger. That makes a lot of sense. And I can see that some people maybe are like, oh, I have to, you know, be like I'm on stage to a big crowd, but in this circumstance, nope, it's it's a person. Yeah. And maybe even it's on their earbuds, so it's not even being heard by their their family members. <laughs> so that's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Good because stuff. you see you see in so many videos, you know, people say, hey, it's great to be it's great to have you all here. And uh, they're talking to a as if they're talking to a big group of people, but you never are in a video. You're only ever talking to one person. So if, if you're doing a video and there's a window, but it's dark outside <laughs> or you're outdoors and it's dark outside, then what would you do for lighting to okay. have it be yeah. impactful? So you, you do need some supplementary lighting then. And uh, I'm not going to suggest any particular products because there's so many different things available but you need a constant light source. So I would, I would advise against using your home lighting. So you don't want to have a, a light in the ceiling illuminating your face because 
it's going to leave horrible shadows. We all know that as photographers. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a constant light source, one little hack, if you like, is to, let's say you're recording from your, your monitor, your computer monitor, mm -hmm. you start your video recording, but then what you do is you make the background of your screen, your monitor, totally white. So you can open a Photoshop document or a Lightroom document and just have a 100% white screen and that will give you nice catch lights. It'll illuminate your face and uh, it'll be nice, simple lighting. If you want to go a step further than that, then you buy something like a, a video light and you can either throw it into a white wall and have the reflection hitting you, uh, which is really nice light. That's what I do. Or you can have more direct lighting, but you want to have it off to the side a little bit. So we, again, we're, we're trying to make ourselves look as approachable and as nice as we can. So nice simple lighting. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I don't know if you, okay, sorry. That was an unformed thought. So I totally agree. Those are great tips. We had our American Idol show this year where they, it wasn't live. Oh, sorry, Andrew, I'll start that again. Oh, good. Okay. That's a really great set of tips on the video. I don't know if anybody listening, okay, the, I'm talking to one person now. So you listener, if you watched the American Idol show this year, everything was filmed in people's homes. And I watched with rapt attention at how they were lighting themselves because they had to do it themselves. And they had ring lights. I think they probably had three around the room and a couple of different phones because they were just recording on phones and iPads and things. And yeah, it was fascinating and really got me thinking about the lighting. What I noticed is they would do it butterfly style, Hollywood style, where the, the ring was straight at the camera. Now for me, I take my ring light and I put it a little off and I feather it because I'm a portrait photographer and I know my good side. <laughs> and so I throw a little, little bit of shadow on my left side and um, always makes me feel more confident if I'm going to be seeing myself in video. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we all know how to light, light well. So just do the same thing for yourself with what you have available, it, but it does not have to be fancy. Yes. That, sometimes on my laptop, as the evening goes on, if I'm doing a Zoom call, it's coming from underneath and it gets that Frankenstein light and <laughs> <Yeah>, not good, <laughs> not good. So that's when I grab my ring light and set that up and, and get a little extra. So I would love to talk more about Facebook ads and I am hearing just the most amazing things from people who are using Facebook ads. One of my coaching clients, and I'm not sure how she's using it specifically, um, but she, she had 50 sessions last month that all came from a direct, what's that called, Andrew? Do you know the term direct response marketing right. through Facebook ads? So yeah, it's, it's working for people. And I know that's something you're particularly, sorry. So I know that that's, one of your superpowers is sharing about how Facebook ads can really be a great way to market. So you got the floor on this. What do you have to say? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure about the direct 
direct marketing uh, or direct response marketing that you're talking about with that particular Facebook ad, but I, I can certainly look into that. But you know, yeah, like you say, Facebook ads are still working extremely well. I mean, we all, we all get so caught up with Instagram and, and love Instagram. Well, a lot of photographers do. But as far as advertising goes, I mean, Facebook seems to still be, you know, hands down the winner uh, between the two platforms. You can certainly test running your ads on Instagram. It's, it's the same ads managers to set up those ads, but I would always keep those two separately. Sorry, those two separate so that you can measure your costs and also your, um, your results between Facebook and Instagram. Uh, in, in regards to actual tactics, what continues to work amazingly well is if you are very, very specific about who you're targeting with your ads. So you want to call out that exact person, you know, whether it's, um, you know, five to 10 year old boys, whether it's, uh, you know, families with two or more kids uh, and then even describing the kinds of kids that you're after, whether it's kids that play musical instruments, kids that are into sport, you know, uh, if you're if you're a pet photographer, you know you might be targeting small dogs or terriers or German shepherds. I mean, you can be as the, the more specific you are, the the better your better success you'll have with your ads because the person seeing the ad will know that you are talking directly to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you would have a great offer. So I mean, for me, and I know this is scary for a lot of people, but for me, that the, the ads that continue to outperform any other ads are where for. for portrait uh, photographers anyway are the ads where you're offering a free session and a credit okay that's that, that they just simply outperform most other ads that i'm seeing well i was going to say all other ads the only other one i think that might compete with those are the competition style ads they they are performing extremely well what is well. The comp- sorry to interrupt what's a competition style ad so let's say I'm, uh, I'm running a, a competition where you can win a family session, including wall art to the value of, uh, let's say, $2,000. And then I might also partner with another business that's relevant to my target audience. So a kid's clothing store, uh, for example. And they might put in as well a certain amount or something for the prize. So you win the family session with $2,000 worth of wall, uh, wall art and uh, a $500 gift voucher to the kid's clothing store. And then people enter that competition, which is which you're running on Facebook. And to enter, you would have them comment below. Uh, you have to be strategic about the way you ask people to comment. You can't tell them what to say. You need to ask a question. And then you, you once you have all those people that have entered the competition by commenting, you'll start a dialogue with each of those people. You can send them to a, uh, you, you can also send them directly to a landing page where you ask questions or you can do it from Facebook. But generally, if you get people commenting, you'll get more organic reach with your ads as well. And more people are inclined to enter because they're seeing other people comment. Mm. So there's, there's, there's pluses and minuses for both, both tactics. Anyway, once you have all your uh, entrants, you will select a winner and that person gets that grand prize. They get the, the free portrait session. They get the wall art to the value of $2,000 plus they get the $500 voucher. But everyone else that entered is eligible for the runner-up prize, which might be a free session and a $200 print credit, for mm-hmm. example. And then we're going to pick out the best people based on their responses to our questions on our landing page 
uh, who are, are the best ones to offer that runner-up prize to. We jump on the phone with those people, qualify them, and then book them in for a session. So that, that is a great way to get portrait sessions. Yeah. So what kind of questions do you ask to pre-qualify uh, them? Yeah. So, oh, so to, to qualify them, uh, you, you might ask things like uh, where, where they're based. So you want to make sure they're within your local area. Uh, you could ask, let's see, the age of their children. Have they ever had a portrait session before? Are they interested in wall art, digital files or albums? So someone that says just digital files, you know, they're probably not going to be selected by some, a photographer that's looking to sell wall art. Um, most clients spend, um, you know, $500 plus. Are you comfortable with this? So you can ask those kind of questions, those qualifying questions in, uh, in your questionnaire. Totally fine. So can I give you another couple of ideas? Sure. Um, this is, so, uh, in doing this podcasting, I've noticed that the brain has thoughts and, and the mouth is the delivery system. <laughs> and this is a edit this out, please. And sometimes I get a thought that doesn't have words yet. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. <laughs> okay. So when I help people do shows like a dog show or a, a children's show or a woman's expo or something, I help them set up a booth and they do a contest just like this. And some of the questions that I have them ask are, first of all, of course, a little about, tell me about your pet mm -hmm. or your child. And then a question that's a little more emotional, like what is something that your child has done that really touches your heart or makes you laugh? Yeah, so now that you're getting a little emotional. Mm -hmm. And then what is your favorite Andrew Helmich portrait from from the display. So that causes them to pause and look around and appreciate. So I can see that what's a favorite image from my website could be a way to see if someone's going to take the time to do that. And then I ask, are there favorite independently owned businesses that you love to work with in the, for things for your child or your pet or your family? So then I've got these warm leads to vendors where I can say, Sally Smith mentioned you as somebody she loves to work with, and I want to know more about your business so that I can, I love to refer people so I can put it on my referral list. So those are just a couple of things, Andrew, that have been uh, helpful too. I love that. I love and, that yeah. So they're a little more juicy. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And then you, what you could do then is use the, the questions that I mentioned. You could use those in the phone call rather than, you know, hitting them straight with that. So you could go for the emotional approach and, and, and make that emotional connection and then qualify them for, if you get a lot of leads, then mm -hmm. qualify them before you agree to give away a free session. But I, yeah, look, I, I love your approach. That's great. So do you run this like either one, the, the, we'll call it the model call, basically, where you're looking for five kids between the age of four and seven. Yes. And, you know, apply here uh, or this, uh, this contest. Well, they, they both were. They both so were. I have a question. So my Sorry. question on that is, would you run that all the time? Or do you do it for a period of time? And then you work on those leads and you do that. And then you run something different. Like, can you, 
can it oversaturate and make it seem like, oh yeah, she's just always doing this if you just are running it constantly. So how yeah. often? Right. So th this is the funny thing. So when, when I was first introduced to this idea and we started developing it and playing with it, th the thought was, okay, you can't run this all the time. But the funny thing is you can. <laughs> it, okay. just, it just keeps working. But in saying that, if you get a lot of leads, you need to, you need to service those leads and, and look after those clients. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be running them back to back, like one, you know, from one week to the next. So you run a campaign but then you run your next campaign before everything dries up. So that, right. that is the secret of running a successful business. You know, you don't wait for the leads to stop before you run your next campaign. And it doesn't always have to be the same ad. You know, you might advertise for families in one campaign. The next one's for kids. The next one might be for, um, for, for pets. Uh, the next one might be for kids and their pets. And you also, you want to include... I like to include a reason why I'm running the campaign, have a reason why you're doing it. But, but yes, in answer to your question, you can, you can keep running these over and over again. The only time I wouldn't do this constantly is for weddings. So generally I'm going to be targeting engaged couples that have been engaged for three months or less. And then I'll run that for, a th you know, for the first period. And then I'll have a three month break and then run another one. Mm-hmm. But don't want the same couples to be getting bombarded with that same ad all the time. Right. Now, do you find, because your winter is our summer, but your Christmas is our, still our Christmas, <laughs> right? Yes. yes. Uh, so usually the booking season for us with weddings is right after the holidays because a lot of people get engaged. Right. So if I were running something looking for engaged couples, I would start it January 3rd and yes. run it through the month of January. Um, is that timing similar? You're probably also really busy doing weddings right yeah. after Christmas, but how about the new engaged couples? Yeah, similar. funnily enough, similar timing because it's still our holiday season. Mm -hmm. So couples too, do tend to get engaged. But look, in Australia, I would say that uh, couples get, will get engaged at any time of the year. It's not just that time. But yes, that, that is a popular time to, you know, for couples to get engaged. Yeah, um, just, I, I would run that ad any time. I wouldn't sure. wait until January. Sure. I just, we kind of have this cycle where January 3rd, I'm like, this is it. This is when I did weddings full time. This is it. This is the year I'm going to starve. I have almost nothing on my books. And then by the end of January, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm turning away so many weddings. I wish there was two of me, but I, yeah. yeah. So yours is maybe because the seasons it's, it's sunny during the holidays that it may be a little different cycle for that. Yeah. And in your case, Lucy, then I would absolutely be zeroed in on January and running those ads. Absolutely. Yes. And then the next time is kind of late summer. They're getting those fall bookings can be a challenge. So yeah, that makes sense. Now, okay. Facebook ads versus Facebook posts that are boosted. Uh, what are your thoughts on yeah, so I, I I was always big. Uh, I still am big on using ads manager, creating an ad, but I'm also I really like creating a post on my timeline, and then I go into ads manager to create an ad from that post. So it's very very similar. And the reason I like to do it this way is because there's a little bit more control. I've got more options available to myself inside ads manager. In saying that, 
when when we first started doing these quite a few years ago, boosting was very, very limited. It's gotten a lot better. So mm-hmm. if someone, if, if the listener is thinking, oh, I'd like to give Facebook ads a go, but I, I look inside ads manager and think, oh my God, this is, how am I going to ever understand this? Then I would say, look, try it with boosting because there's still plenty of options inside boosting today. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got so much better. Yeah. Some of my coaching clients, after I talked to you and talked to Bernie and it was more clear on the do's and don'ts, I helped them do some boosted posts mm. and they've gotten clients and clients that have spent thousands of dollars. So uh, I like that there's a simple system. Uh, and I also, I don't really fully understand the Facebook pixels and how you can retarget people and all of that. Do you, do you know about that? Do you yeah, use that? Yes. Yeah, I do. I use that quite a lot. So it's, it's, it's a little bit tricky for photographers because you need a, you need to have a number of site visitors to retarget. So if you don't have much traffic, then retargeting doesn't work very well. So what some photographers do, uh, the ones that are trying to get uh, wrap their head around retargeting is run an ad to get people to their website and then they retarget those people. So the, 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 webs, the, the, the Facebook pixel is just a little piece of code that is installed on your website and it's, it's putting a cookie it's leaving a cookie and we've all seen ads for cookies now or little pop-ups on the person who visits our website on their computer. So Facebook, or we now know that that person has been to our website and then we can send that person additional ads based on that cookie. So if you come to my website, uh, then I don't know you personally, I don't know that you've personally been to my website, but I can now start showing you ads because you've been a website visitor. Mm. Does that make sense? So it's going to show Facebook ads. Yes. So what I can cookie. Yes. Because you now have a cookie on your website. So I'm going to tell Facebook to send this particular ad, which is a retargeted ad, a different ad, send this ad to anyone that's visited my website in the last 30 days, for example. So if someone does a, something to get people to their website that maybe they create a, a gift or a report or seven tips for getting your child to sleep. If you know something that would get them to my website to get that free thing, then I've got a cookie on them so that then when I run an ad, it's going to find that cookie. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You yes. that. yeah that's one way. And even, and even simplify a more simplified approach would be, let's say you're running this uh, Facebook ad or this boosted post with a, uh, could be a competition or a model call. So let's say that goes out to, you know, hundreds, potentially thousands of people. Anyone that say clicks through and goes to your landing page from that ad, then you can start retargeting Got and it. you can, and it, it, it could just be, uh, some more beautiful photos. It doesn't need to be a sales message. It could just be a reminder. Hey, you know, you visited Lucy Dumas's photography website. Here's some of her amazing work. So we're okay. just staying top of mind. Yeah. So all kinds of great ways to use those pixel slash cookies. <laughs> yes. I, I swear, I don't know about you, but I swear that something has tapped into my brain because it seems like I just think about something and it shows up in my newsfeed <laughs> have you That's had that well, yeah and did you know like on the new on the iphone since the new update there's little tiny 
um, like a, there's a, a, a lit up pixel that actually now has to show you when the phone is listening or is using the video. Uh, it's, it's incredible. So the phone is listening. That is for oh, sure. Oh, so if I'm talking about something. Yeah. That can be listening. Uh-oh, that's scary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Andrew. Okay. Anything more about the Facebook ads? That no, look, like? I, I should have no, shared about that. Yeah. Look, I, I think that's everything. I think the, the main thing is to, to give it a try. Um, mm -hmm. If you're confident in your ability to get great photos, you know, with any client and also to make sales at the back end, then th there should be no risk in running a, a model call style ad mm -hmm. uh, or, or a competition type ad. What if you're not good at selling and you end up doing a whole lot of things for free? That's no good. So you need to get yourself. <laughs> Need to get yourself better at selling first. <laughs> yes, and as you know, that's my superpower. So that's that's where I can come in for you, uh, darling listener. Is we can get those leads, and then I can help you turn those leads into the big money. So, <laughs> no. uh, I guess I could talk to you for hours. Of course, it makes me sad that we don't live on the same continent and that we can't just sit down and hang out for the day or go for walks regularly. You know, I just always love talking to you, Andrew. Likewise, Lucy. That would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. My friend, Steve Saparito, I get to see him occasionally at conventions because he comes to them a lot. You, you know, Steve. Yeah. 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 I know Steve. Well, he's yeah. actually been to my studio a couple of times. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> so before, before we disembark from each other, you have something that you'd like to offer the clients with a link. And, yeah. and then I have one more question after that. So how do we get in touch with you? And what is that cool thing that you're creating? For sure. So for the listener that's interested in learning more about video and it, it terrifies, <laughs> if it terrifies you, or you just want to get more comfortable being yourself in front of the camera, what I'm doing is running a daily vlog challenge, which is a three-week challenge on, on helping you get more comfortable being yourself in video. It's, it's super simple. The next one is kicking off on February 1st, but I run these regularly throughout the year. And all you need is your mobile phone or your cell phone, as you like to say in the States. And uh, that's all you need. I'm going to set you a very simple task each day over a three-week period. You're going to be recording a short video under two minutes and you upload it into a private Facebook group and I'll be giving you personal feedback. And how did they get hooked up with that? Yeah, so the, the, the easiest way is if you go to photobizx.com forward slash Lucy and that's Lucy with an I. So Thank you for that. <laughs> photobizx.com forward slash Lucy. Thank you for spelling my name right. <laughs> <laughs> I changed it when I was 12, Andrew. Because Lucy with a Y just didn't fit me. It, it felt too old fashioned and kind of quiet. And the weird thing is when I changed it to an I and I did my numerology just for fun, you know, I don't know if I believe in any of it, but with a Y didn't fit me and with an I fit me perfectly. Nice. Weird. I like that. I like it with an I. Thank you. I do too. And then I could dot my I with a heart because I like hearts. <laughs> And what's your website for your, or how do they find your podcast? 
yeah, the easiest way is just look for photobizx.com. Got it. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So if you have one last parting something you'd like people to take away and reminder to my listeners, I'm going to be doing the wrap up after we tell Andrew a fond adieu. <laughs> so what's your last word for today? Oh, wow. I wasn't ready to give a last word. I'm not, I'm not even sure. I guess my, my last word will be. To... Not forever, just for today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody uh, be carved on your tombstone or anything. <laughs> that's good to know. But, but I guess my, my number one thing would be to never rely on one single source of leads. So always have multiple lead sources bringing leads into your business because that's a, it's a recipe for disaster. No matter how good something's working, make sure you spread the risk and you have leads coming in from multiple sources. Absolutely. Thank you for that. So Andrew, it has been a delight and I just want to thank you so much for sharing so much practical information that I know is going to rock people's words. Sorry, that I know is going to rock people's worlds and get them more work and sharing their talents with the world. So thank you, Andrew. Uh, My pleasure, Lucy. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. (laughs) That was such a good conversation and so much amazing and practical information. So I know that you are really happy that I asked Andrew to be on my show again. I know I am. So before I do my wrap up, I want to remind you that I would absolutely love to support you creating the business of your dreams or reinventing your business so that it's even more of what you want at this point in your career. I can do that through one-on-one coaching. I have a marketing mastermind group that has already been really powerful and it is an ongoing group so you can jump in anytime and um, I do have an online course that helps you with that sales system we talked about how important it is to know how to sell once you get a good lead so I would love for you to go to lucydumascoaching.com and click on the contact and get in touch with me or just email me at Lucy with an I at lucydumas.com and we can just jump on the phone and, you know, I can answer questions, giving you, give you some support. And if you want to know more about my offers, then we could talk about that, but no pressure. I just love, love, love to support you. So let's see, I've got so many notes. Holy cow. So topic number one was video marketing. And he says, you don't need fancy equipment a phone will work. As we got talking more, he talked about how a microphone, if you're outdoors with the wind, could be good with a fuzzy dome on it, a kitten or a dead kitten, dead cat or fluffy cat, (laughs) not a real cat. Uh, He talked about how you want to have good lighting. And he shared about, he shared an amazing idea about using YouTube, especially if you're in the wedding industry, but I know it could work in other specialties where you go to areas that are popular for the weddings and you do a series of short YouTube videos on those areas and why they're great places to have a wedding or 
have photography or set up a reception. And then that link that you put to those videos into your website, it all works together and shows up in search engines and on Google and many places. So that is brilliant. He also said that you can use video in several places on your own website and making it not all about you, but about tips for people or, uh, you know, I'd have to think more about specifically what would go on a website, but I like the idea that you can do more than one and it should be not just a great big brag and not something super long. His third is that you can use video when you have a contact form and people get a thank you. There can be a little video there to warm them up to who you are, make that relationship start. He also talked a lot about how you can put video replies when people email us. And if you've listened to this program much, you know that creating the trusted advisor positioning and relationship is how I recommend not only creating a good client, but a great sale at the end. So I can see how sending an email reply that has a little quick video that says, hey, Kathy, thanks for connecting. I absolutely love toddlers. I know they can be a lot of fun and a challenge, but they're my favorite. And so our first step is blah, 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 blah. A quick little video. Videos when we're doing ads on social media, he said, can be great. We can use them as retargeted ad using those Facebook pixels. And then this blew my mind. Number six was doing video testimonials about vendors that we like. (laughs) That is an amazing way to get connected, build relationships, get found more. Uh, you know, I can think of a hundred positive reasons why giving in that way to people can help us in our business. So some of the do's and don'ts is when you're recording, you want to have good lighting, good audio, and make sure if you're outdoors that it's not a windy day or that you're using that, that windsock, that fluffy cat thing on a microphone. He said, be sure you look in the lens, not at yourself when you're recording. And imagine that you're talking to one person, not a big group, because you are, just as I am. So hello, one person (laughs) that's listening. That's you. And we talked a little about making sure that uh, if it's nighttime, so you can't be facing a window, that you get some good lighting. You can use your computer screen or a video light. You don't want to just rely on household light. Other topic was Facebook ads. And he said, you want to be number one, very specific of who you're targeting, and that will draw more attention. So if you're specifically looking for mothers and daughters or children between two and four, then somebody looks at that and says, oh, that's, that's me. You know, I've got a child in that age. And there is the free session offer where you're doing like a, we can call it a model call, but I don't think the heading is good for model call, but where you're looking for, let's say five children between two and four, and then you name a reason and then you give them a session and a credit 
for photographs. And that is what performs the absolute best. The next is a competition where you're offering a really nice prize at a high value, like a session and a 16 by 20. And you get some other vendors that add some gifts to that. So that gets them some action. And you have a system where they answer some questions. So you can pre-qualify and the and the person that's not the winner can be a good candidate for a second place prize, which can be a session or a session and a credit to buy, let's say one small print or one and a half small prints. I ask him if we run those ads all the time. And he says that you can, it's not a problem. You just want to make sure you have time to do the process, do the work, take the photographs, do the sales, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but not to wait till you've done everything and then start again, because then you're going to have a gap, a money gap. So he also invited you to join his three-week vlog challenge, so video production challenge. And again, if you'd like to sign up for that, you go to photobizx.com backslash Lucy, Lucy with an I, and you can join in. There's an early bird pricing on that, and it's it's really not very much. Um, but if you wait till closer to the date, then it does go up a little bit. But still, Andrew is so amazing and such a great teacher that whatever he charges, it's worth it. <laughs> and then Andrew's last tip or last thought is to never rely on only one source of getting leads because if that dries up, you're in trouble. So think about how you can diversify. I have on my Facebook, I have on my website, a little ebook called 10 Big Ideas for Marketing in the Real World. And it has some suggestions for ways to get work away from the computer. So I always recommend that you have some Facebook and then you have at least two other ways that you're getting qualified leads that are out in the world. So that is it for now. Thank you so much for consistently listening. I do not take it lightly that week after week people are are tuning in. You know, it means a lot to me. So I'm sending you a great big hug. Happy New Year hug. And I will, t I will see y'all next time. Bye. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one -on -one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.